slightly embarrassing confession. Um, in between me being like, I'm gonna get set up and you actually calling, I fell asleep <laughs> just sitting here. <laughs> like that's I I just I don't know. I just suddenly when the like doo 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 of the Google call came out, I was like, Whoa! <laughs> And I was so, like, you were asleep. How did you just fall asleep? <laughs> so yesterday, uh, I had an endocrinologist appointment and we were just, you know, talking about blood sugars and there's a million different things that affect your blood sugar. And one thing he asked was, well, how have you been sleeping lately? Do you have trouble getting to sleep? Tara, what do you think about that question? He can follow us. He puts himself to sleep. Like we've tested this out. We were joking one night. And I was like, I bet you could sing yourself to sleep. No, no, no. You said I said I'll sing you to sleep. Oh, yeah. And I went do 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 do, and then I started then breathing real heavy. She's like, "Are you asleep?" <laughs> and I woke him up, and I was like, "You just sang yourself to sleep. This is BS." <laughs> that is that's really funny. Um, yeah. Um, wow. I know we're kind of resetting, so maybe we'll just hop right in before we'll just get the intro done real quick because. Yeah. I know we have some new listeners, so if you guys haven't listened to, I believe it was around 50 when you came on. It was, I think it was after our 50th. Uh, th- oh, it was right is, around then, that, yeah. That is my wife, Tara, and our resident Cheers expert. Hello. <laughs> so she is joining us for this episode. Um, we'll just go ahead and get started. Hello, yeah. Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs, and so is Tara, and so are you. We're all Craniacs. We're all uh, in we this together. To- <laughs> yes, we get together and we talk about Frasier. Uh, and sometimes cheers, and today's going to be one of those cheers days. Yeah, and I have a confession to make, listeners. I am behind on <laughs> Frasier and this podcast because I am also a newbie, uh, so I've never seen Frasier, so I'm watching it along with the podcast, and I'm several episodes behind, but Ryan told me Woody was on this episode, so this is the first time I've watched an episode out of order. Yes. I've tried to commit to that, but this is the first time I was like, all right, just let me know what I need to know about um them coming back to work because the last episode I've seen, he's still unemployed. Got it. Yeah. This is, I would say, other than them having their jobs back, I would say this is a good episode to jump in without a lot of background knowledge because I'm looking at my notes. I don't think they refer to a lot of things that you may not be aware of. Well, I think it's a good episode to jump into if you're a Cheers fan. I think it's a pretty good episode just to jump in for Frasier. And it's also, in my opinion, a real good episode. Um. We'll, we'll we'll get in there a sec. Let me read the... Uh, this one is, of course, the show where Woody shows up. Season 6, Fra- episode 13. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Frazier's old bartender at Cheers in Boston, Woody, shows up in Seattle to visit his old friend. Things turn bad after the first night reunion when Frazier realized that he has moved on with his life and left Woody in the past. I... We both really like this. Now, this is going to sound like really annoying something like a married couple would say but i just enjoy watching stuff with you i, I find like when i kind of sometimes when i watch a show on my own yeah i like i find things funnier i enjoyed this well like, i think when you watch something with anyone like when someone else laughs maybe you know what i mean i yeah. think sometimes you find yourself laughing where maybe you would be like oh that's funny but maybe you wouldn't have laughed out loud if there you were by f- yourself i mean i still laugh out loud by myself mm-hmm. but I think there are those moments. And we watched this episode together. We didn't watch the second one. But I will say the second one, I did have some big LOL moments. But we'll get to that in a bit. Um, Tara, this is an old story. And I'm sure some people heard it. But we'll catch up real quick. Tara had a surgery a few years ago. Yeah, I had something happen where I was like out of commission for like two weeks, I think. Yes. Yeah, for a while. And uh, she 
It, no, it wasn't two weeks. It was something much shorter because no, you watched I, all of Cheers I in a very short amount I watched all of Cheers of in a short amount of time, but I think in general I was like oh, okay, bed okay. rest for a while. But yeah, this was uh, – she just decided I'm going to start watching Cheers, and I kind of watched along with her. Uh, first, we I feel like I watched the first few seasons, and then we just hopped in every once in a while after that because you were telling me stuff that happened later in the series with Woody mm-hmm. that I didn't remember because I think that was when I had to go back to work, and I was just like – I'd walk in and I'd be like, all right, where are we? And yeah. just kind of watch it. And in a weird way, a sort of the impetus for this show, because I feel like I was this. It was kind of Frasier was on the forefront of my mind of like, well, let's let's check out, you know, let's do a Frasier podcast. And Laura was like, well, yeah, let's do this. So, yes, I, well, I love I love again how non naggy I, I sound when you tell the story. Just like Laura was like, I'd like to do the podcast, whereas you were not at all tweeting to me, and I was like, hello. Again, it wasn't na- it, it it wasn't naggy. It was more of like persistent. I didn't perhaps. realize you were in the room. Do you know, does that make sense? Yes. Like, and you just went, "Hey, I would like to do it," and I was like, "Oh, hello." And so my brain had to like adjust to like, "Oh, well, I could do a, a, a podcast with Laurel." And I remember legitimately thinking, "Why wouldn't I do a podcast with Laurel?" That was like a very big thought in my mind. I'm of, a like, delight. Yes. You, yes. Mm-hmm. And if and if you don't believe me, you can ask Laurel, and she'll tell you how much of a delight she is. <laughs> Well, um, Laura, what did you, I guess? What did you think about it from like the perspective of not knowing Woody as the character? Because the minute Woody walks in, he's exactly like he was on Cheers, and so I found that very welcoming. Okay, because I really liked his character. But I'm curious if someone who doesn't know him and doesn't know his character, how maybe you were not super pumped about yes. his character. So I and one one note that I have is that, and I'm curious, especially on Cheers, since it's such an ensemble show, and Frasier is has a lot more focus on individual characters. Woody seems like such a one note character to me. The the shtick of him misunderstanding things all the time while yeah. they were funny got old really fast. Oh. So so <laughs> the so me. I'll give you like the background. So basically how Woody gets introduced is there's another bartender coach who's like beloved by all and he's not like Woody but he a lot of times doesn't understand people's jokes but in a different way. He's, yeah. He's, well they're they're pretty similar characters and he was Sam's coach. I believe so and Sam played baseball but yeah. how him and Woody get together is their pen pals. So they've been writing back and forth to one another and then Woody comes to meet him in person and that's when he finds out that coach has passed away. Yeah, the, and, the background of that was that actor started to have health problems and so they like phased him in and out of the show and then he like he went away from the show for a while and passed. It wasn't one of those things where it was just like they wrote him it off wasn't or like, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't like skip ahead for West Wing spoilers. Uh it wasn't like Leo where it was like he was in the show and then his character died. It was the character had kind of left and they didn't really address it. And then one day Woody made some comment. They're like, oh, Woody, coach died, which is interesting. Well, no, it felt- no, because that's how he gets the bartender position it's because coach died. He takes coach's job. I- but he had to have known that. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Mr. Hooper and Big Bird on Sesame I mean, listeners, <laughs> I will just say Ryan had me on here to be the Woody expert, but yet he seems to uh, be Tara, welcome to being... <laughs> I mean, I know we all co-host a Disney podcast, but it's been two years That's of this okay. He calls, he calls me out quite a bit on our podcast, too. I do some... My mispronunciations are legendary on our podcast. I so. never call you out without you saying, like, is that without it? Without me like, calling you always, myself out, you have, yeah. And half the time you pronounce it spot on and then go but you say it with a question mark at the yeah. end you're like 
ridicule question mark all right it's not that it's not that i could think of an example uh but yeah so anyway he hears about his death and he fills the position so i think that it happens kind of organically in that order i don't know that it's in one episode i'll be honest it's been a while since i've watched it but he comes to visit coach finds out coach has died and then picks up um the job and he i believe is from indiana and he's the straight man so like if you think of cheers as an ensemble what I was reading, which makes sense, is he's they say he's the straight man in it because that's what that's what it said. That's that's not straight. Man, Sam would be the straight man. A straight man and a comedic duo is like the guy who's setting up the jokes and then Woody's knocking them down. So he's actually the opposite of this. The straight man. OK, I so, guess I it sounds like Woody is almost the Joey character on Friends. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. But I don't. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean about him not being the straight man, but I think he sets it up in his own way because he doesn't get the joke, so then that's why right. the joke's even that's funnier. Still not a I guess that's man, not a like straight Sam's man. Sam's a straight but... man in a comedic duo where he has good comedic timing, okay. but he's there to service the character who's, like, the joke. Okay. That also joke. tells you that uh, don't believe everything you read on the internet yeah. because that was the description I read. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, like, Woody... Because he doesn't get the jokes, sometimes some jokes that wouldn't play are funnier because of his response to them. I, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yes. Which I can I can see you comparing him to Joey. That's actually a really good comparison. Uh, but for some reason, I never find Joey. I mean, I love Friends. Um, I have watched episodes of Friends in Spanish and been able to follow along and laugh at different parts <laughs> solely because I know what they are saying in English. Not Carne because I bueno. Like I, I don't know why I'm imagining the trifle, the, the trifle scene. Like, <laughs> yes. like, Carne bueno. <laughs> Dolce Bueno. Uh, true story. My mom and I, if ever something tastes bad, we'll just say that it tastes like feet from that episode. Um, anyway, but like I find Joey to be incredibly like I, I wouldn't I'm never annoyed by Joey. I never think Joey's shtick has gotten old, whereas I was very bored by Woody's character very early on. And it felt like lazy writing. But if that's how if y'all found it endearing, it's obviously something where like cheers. We, yeah, like fans. I found him. Mm-hmm. I found him very charming. Like, I was like, oh, it's Woody. Like, it was like a welcomed uh, feeling to come back to seeing that character again. But I think, like, you get to know him through the show. Like, he's this, like, yeah. you know, backwoods country, like, simple boy from Indiana. And so you kind of get to know him through the show and how he interacts with the rest of that ensemble. And, like, how he calls him Dr. Crane. Like, mm-hmm. he's always very formal with everybody. Yes. You also, like, got the ramp up with Joey. You didn't get it with Woody. Woody just kind of dropped in. Exactly. And it was so much Woody in one episode. Whereas, I feel yeah. like in Cheers, it sprinkled much more. It's like a seasoning. Yeah. Whereas here, it was, like, part of the entrees. So. Yeah. And, yeah. It's. I think it's better when it's not every line is a, is a Woody joke. I think it's, like something's happening and he's kind of like draws attention from it to tell like a funny. I also think, I think from the perspective, if you don't know Woody, you are Martin and Niles. You are like, you're finding some of his stuff funny, but then you're like, how did they get along? And how did they like, you see them kind of like not understanding and like kind of getting tired of him being there. And I think you as the viewer, if you don't know Woody, maybe have more of that opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I, think that's makes a, sense. I think that's a great point. I will always take a comparison to Niles. Um, yeah. I will always accept that. And I, I have to say, it did make me like Frasier as a person more to know that he is friends with somebody who is so wildly different from him. That he is well, like still yeah. able to be like, no, this is one of my friends. I'm going to get together with him. Yeah, like we don't have a ton in common as becomes kind of the crux of the episode. But like, he's someday I'm always going to be happy to see. 
I I think it's also for someone who has watched Cheers and Frasier, like there's a very different Cheers Frasier versus Frasier Frasier. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, because Frasier's not the center of everything in Partly, Cheers. Partly, but it's also, it feels like he's trying to like, it feels like he's Jane Goodall amongst the apes in Cheers in a little bit of a way where he's like, and this one, it's now he's he's back in high society. Because he, you see when he's deciding to hang out with Woody, he's like wearing, he's like dressed down that first yeah that first mm-hmm. day. Oh, I, I he just wants to hang out and have pizza. Yeah, he doesn't want to like yeah. go out anywhere fancy. I, I made a like note of that. Was, I, I said oh. casual Frasier. He's wearing like a Henley yeah. and I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And, it, and he also is just like, I, it feels like he's like, oh, I just want to relive this this old time again for a while. And then immediately every, after that, he's wearing Frasier, Frasier outfits. He's wearing suits. He's wearing, you know, when they go yeah. out, So, Well, and the other thing that's interesting, too, is in the last season of Cheers, Woody actually runs for and wins and he gets elected on, like, the Boston City Council, I believe. And so, and it was kind of driven by Frasier. It was, I don't remember specifically, but it was kind of a psychological like experiment that Frasier did with Woody. And I think he like encouraged him. He may have pushed him to run. I can't remember the details. Is that what they're watching in the last episode? Yeah, they're watching to see if he gets elected, I believe. Um, Yeah, so I don't remember all the specific details, but I did find that interesting that like that was never mentioned here. And also that like, He's still the bartender at Cheers. So I guess maybe that was a snapshot of he was politics for a little bit, found out it wasn't for him, and then went back to just being the bartender at Cheers. Yeah. Um, But also, like, Cheers closes, right? Like, spoiler, I guess. I don't think it does. I think, isn't, no, he, it's, the last line is, we're closed. Oh, that's, and Sam closing closing down the bar. Yeah. Which, it's, I don't know. I guess it's your perspective. I think I looked at it as, like, the bar closed, but I guess it could have closed for the night, not life i just i I, that's such a good ending and i'm curious to see what i have no i have zero concept of what the fraser series finale is yeah but like the cheers one looms so large of like that one guy like knocking and they're like we're closed and it's just this quiet moment of just sam in the bar so good but um steering a little bit away from woody for a bit um i so i had a friend and we won't mention their name but uh there was a time where I, I, I connected a lot with this because of, of the storyline of, oh, we had that really cool moment together like 10 years ago, and all we do when we get together is we just tell stories from that time. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is... It's this is, and me. The, it's, <laughs> no, I don't talk... Not that's true. Is, this person is kind of... It's not really in our... Slowly been cut out of our life. Not cut out, but you don't talk to them anymore. Yeah, cut out. I, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think... It, it okay. be, it there wasn't a hard, a clean break. It, it, yeah, it, it doesn't out. matter. Fade yeah. out. But, uh, I just say, this plot line reson- resonated with me a lot as well. Mm-hmm. When people visit and you're like, oh, this seems like a great idea, and now I don't know what to do with you for all yes. of this time we have together. <laughs> but I, have you also... I, I've had this like enthusiasm, like, oh my god, I'm free all week. Let's hang out every day. <laughs> like, I'm that person i do that all the time and i'm I'm better about it now but i used to be very like we can do this and we can do this and we can do this and i've kind of pulled away from that person but what did you think tara what do you mean about that yeah i think it's it's easy it's very like relatable Mm -hmm. that like and the growing apart like recognizing that like 
I not that I thought not that Frazier and him had that much in common to begin with in Cheers, but the commonality was they all hung out with the same people at mm-hmm. that bar every night or every weekend or whenever they were all there together, right? So the commonality was the place mm-hmm. and the people. And so now that that's gone, all they have left to talk about are those stories, right? Otherwise, they don't have anything else in common. Yeah, it's like they're, so situ- I feel they're like, situational friends. They're not yeah. friends in general. They're friends when they're in a certain situation. Yeah, and I feel like everybody can relate to that mm-hmm. on some level. I think both of us, and I, I might be speaking for you, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think both of us were at first, like, when Fraser's like, I don't want to hang out with him anymore, we were kind of disappointed. We're like, oh, is this what this is going to be? But then when it turned around and it was, like, obvious that Woody was having the same thing, I, I, I thought that was really good. And, and they I talked also, about it, which yeah, it gave you insight into how they were feeling, which I liked instead of Frasier just being dismissive or Frasier being Frasier, which I don't think was the case in this episode. Well, I was going to say that I thought that Frasier came to a realization about himself as well. This as is well where, as Woody, yeah. This is where I'd say the episode saved itself for me was the last scene at the Tex-Mex restaurant, which first of all, totally unbelievable that Niles and Frasier would be going to Dos Burros. But um, we'll put that aside. NMB. It was an NMB restaurant. Which I was so sad that Wait. Niles... No mariachi No mariachi band. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Which yeah. I was like, I literally said, boo! Like, <laughs> yeah. Tara, uh, when, I, when we first went to the Riverwalk with Tara, she was like, there's so many... Like, everywhere we went, I'm like, oh, we're going to get every mariachi band to come play at our table. It was can. wonderful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, by the way, Tara, I thought of you at Trivia on Tuesday because one of the categories for the... Or the category for Music Round was Texas Musicians. And, of course, I had to go beyond my seven-song pick, and I went to ten songs, and one of them was by Selena. Yeah, You're, like, the biggest Selena fan I know. I love her. Um, anyway, that's where like the episode got saved for me was that Frasier acknowledged both Frasier and Woody acknowledged that they've been feeling sorry for the other person because they thought they were kind of judging their lives. And that's that resonated with me a lot because I feel like that perhaps happened. Some people maybe do that a little bit to me. They're like, oh, like you're single, you don't have any kids or anything. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'm living a fantastic life. So like you can feel bad for me, but I'm living a, a like a great life that I enjoy. Listeners, what you can't hear is that uh, Laurel has a bowl of Rocky Road ice cream and her mascara is running. So just, uh... <laughs> I don't remember the last time no. I wore mascara. <laughs> I mean, I think we can relate to that as well with the no kid piece too, right? It's like everybody, it's everybody's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody is either looking at, well, I have this and you don't, and I love that I have this. Mm-hmm. Or it's the other side of things of like, well, I have all of this and you don't have that. And I feel sorry for you because you don't have it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess is a similar perspective. But um, I like the way that they wrapped this episode up. I like the way they discussed it. And they were like, we'll have two more beers. And, you know, and then we'll we'll meet again in 10 years. You yeah. know, well, I like I five or 10 idea. years. And Fraser's like, how about 10? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk for a moment. If we, if, are, we, are we cool to shift gears a little bit? Uh, I, I, there's just one last thing I, I want to say that I'm curious if this happened to y'all, especially when you lived back when you lived in D.C. And maybe now that you live in Austin. But when I lived in D.C., friends would come for work and then stay the weekend with me. And that is where I resonated the most with Frasier and Woody. Because when someone is staying in your small apartment for the weekend, there is no escape. And that is the most times when I was like, wow, I don't know what to do with this person anymore. So... It was especially, it was just saying it was a big problem in D.C. <laughs> well, we have a guest room, and I think we've done pretty well with all our guests, uh, present company included. 
where like it's I never signed the guest like, book so <laughs> yeah where we've had people come like tom i have a friend yeah. named tom who like literally the first like i met tom we've at become a closer event. with him since then but yeah you... like him and i were on a facebook group together i went to a wrestling event i go hey is this seat taken he goes no i go hey are you tom and he goes yeah and i'm like i'm on a group with you we started talking and now tom like it lives i think in san antonio and he comes up for like acl and stuff like that but he's very like i'm coming up for this this and this let's plan some time together other than that you're not going to see me. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of friends who come and do that. And like, yeah. and I think being in a house is different. Like when yes. we're all saying an apartment, like yeah. my apartment in the DC area, the one I had when Ryan and I met, the only bathroom you had to walk through my bedroom. Yes. So like for me, <laughs> if anybody was staying, like I will say that for me, it was typically close friends or friends from New Jersey's where I grew up. So they're more like family friends mm-hmm. are typically the people who stayed in that apartment with me just because I had to be comfortable enough with not caring if they walked in to my room with me sleep. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. But I understand your point. Yeah. Even if they're staying somewhere else, you've now you've now committed to all this time. But maybe you haven't seen them in so long. And then you do activities during the day. And then you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have committed to all this time. <laughs> yes. Like I'm somebody who very much and, needs after a lot of activities during the day, it needs like an hour or two of quiet time. Like maybe I'm going to lie mm-hmm. down. Maybe I'm going to read. Maybe I'll listen to yeah. a podcast, whatever. But like, I'm just like, a sh- and I, especially when I lived in studios, I would be like, <laughs> just imagine I, someone trying to talk to you when you legitimately <laughs> like, shh. Yeah. Yeah. But like when I, especially when I lived in studios, which were the last two apartments I had in DC, um, th- those were times where I was like, can we be on the same page about quiet time? <laughs> I think you and I are very similar in that way and that we're both extroverts, but like you were an only child and I grew up with a sister who was so much older than me. So, so much older than me. She's so old. I'm also, you have to remember the older sibling who grew up 12 years. Right. But my brother's 12 years younger than me. So you you grew up as an only child kind of too, Tara, for a while. I did. Yeah. For the first 12 years. Yeah, both of us. Like once I hit about just seven, flipped. I was an only child. Yeah. And so it was flipped for me. I was an only child till about 12. Yeah. So, um, I think there's, uh, but but we're all extroverts, but I feel, I, I don't know if you have this as much as I do. I think you do, and I just don't notice it because I come and bother you anyway. Uh, but I do like to have like an hour or so of like, I'm going to go by myself. And so, I've told you this before because there was, I remember there was a time where you're like, do you not want to be around me? I'm like, it's not that I don't like you. It's that I don't want to be around people right yeah. now. And unfortunately, you're people. But so, when I want to be around people again, you'll be the first person I want to be, be around. around. Yeah. So for me, my schedule, I'm by myself. So I'm very extroverted in my work and then because uh, I'm around people and I'm engaging everyone and then I'm by myself in the car right I get a lot of my alone time on not since COVID but before COVID <laughs> I got a lot of my alone time I'd be here in the house with the dog right when right. you were at work now it's a little bit different because we're both working from home but I think we both like separate ourselves for the time we need and then we're fine and I don't even think we need to address it anymore it just happens organically. Laurel, have you seen any of the pictures that Tara has put up about her redoing her office? Yeah. Oh, I haven't posted it lately because I want to wait till I finish it's painting all- this cabinet that I'm currently painting right now, but it is a transformation and I'm really bummed I didn't take before pictures of what the office looked like. Oh, before. yeah. Um, well, I, I, just, I, I like what I've seen. I, I tell that Lady likes it too. Oh, because well, oh Lady she has loves space it. to like and be at the window and look outside. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't think, I wish there was someone who, who could like, I mean, other than you, that could 
understand like I should have taken pictures but what happened was I was getting so overwhelmed and frustrated that things were everywhere um for those who don't know I'm a music therapist so I have a million instruments and lots of other things and usually half of that is in my car so when I was working from home everything was everywhere and I didn't have places for things and I was super overwhelmed and finally one night I called Ryan in and I was like I need you to move my desk and he's like what are you talking about I was like I just need to see if this can be a different layout and then I moved the desk and the desk like fell apart when we moved it and I was even more aggravated at the stupid desk that was there and so it was this whole series of things and that night I moved everything out of the office and I made the decision that night okay I'm redoing it so I didn't take a picture because it wasn't like super planned out I thought about doing it And then I got so overwhelmed and I had been spending so much more time there than I usually did that I was like, I can't live in this space anymore. And Mm -hmm. I I just want to say, I don't think anyone's going to agree with me on this, but I feel like, this is just for me, I feel like (laughs) a lot of times our friends are like, this saint of a woman, how does she put up with this weird, loud, obnoxious person? And I'm like... My half of it is that every once in a while she goes, <laughs> I need you to move everything. And I'm like, well, this is happening. And I just like. And like, uh, I got paint colors the next day. Like, I was like on it. I was like, no, this is happening. I, I got it in my head. And I'd been thinking about it for a while. What time did you start painting last night? Was it like 11? 10, just yeah. Like, I'm going to go paint now. Um, okay. I had been thinking about it for a while, but I didn't voice that to you because a little inside. insight is if I voice it to you then you think it's happening so I didn't Mm -hmm. want to voice it to you until I was ready to do it so the the opposite of that is when you voice it to me I'm like well this is happening yeah (laughs) because I'm already set on it yeah so there's a lot of back and forth there but yeah um so to shift gears I just want to talk a little bit quickly about Dos Burros which to me looks like one of my favorite Mexican restaurants yeah yeah I I would go there the margaritas look good that were on the table it's got that kind of high top bar people just it's got the mugs I mean the mugs were supposed to look like cheers but the margarita glasses were like that thick glass with the blue rim yeah like that kind of have the bubbles it it looked like it had the the, like menus where like it's paper slid into like sheet protector things and I was Mm -hmm. just like this is like laminated tablecloths i was like this is not a fraser restaurant but a laurel no. tara and ryan restaurant oh yes. 100 and i call that down home tex-mex like i i don't yes. i i am it's a polarizing opinion but i don't like mi casina and like and, and the ilk because to me that is like bougie gourmet tex-mex i'm like that should not be tex-mex i want down home your your salsa arrives in the same little plastic saucer the chips come in a red yeah. basket like i like, love curas curas Oh, the one. The uh, one. I don't know if you've been there, Laurel, but I it's like a with super the, tiny. Avocado, oh my gosh! Av- uh, they have avocado margaritas, and it's super tiny, and like the parking lot's super tiny. We will have to go. It's once like nestled can... between two gas stations. Yeah, we will have to go once it's we can wonderful. go places again. But um, pray to God it's still there. Yeah, <sighs> but it it's 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 exactly what you're describing. Like it's very like it feels mom and pop for yeah. lack yes. of a better kind yes. of like. El Phoenix is about as uh, chainy as I want to get with my Tex-Mex. Because El Phoenix has, you know, like six or seven locations in And Dallas. especially depending on where you live, right? If that's all you can get, yes. then that's what you yes. get. Yes. But, like, yes. we, we're pretty spoiled. Because I think we, I learned to love Uncle Julio's when we lived in D.C. Oh, because you went there a lot. I yeah. love Uncle Julio's. Like, we right. we would have chain restaurant supper club. Actually, we had our chain restaurant supper club Christmas party there once where we got the, like, mega dessert thing that they had. Yes. I, we used to go that was like the place we went I worked sorry I know I, no, I just see um, I just, it's, just, it's just funny the waveform and I'm used to it now since we do a podcast together it's just yes <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, we used to go there. I worked at an assistant living. And so that was like where everybody would go after work on like a Friday. We'd go to the one in downtown Bethesda. And yeah, that's exactly the one we went to. Yeah. So I loved that one. But now if there was one out here, which I don't know that there is one close to us here. I don't know that there's one. But I probably wouldn't. Somebody... I wouldn't frequent it here yeah. because there are other places I'd rather go. Yes. Didn't we go there with like Lauren and Ryan? Because mm-hmm. they used to work with they you. used to work with yeah, me. Yeah, and they all that's the first time I think I went. I was like Ugh, Uncle Julio's, and I went in. I'm like, I'm not going to talk bad about Uncle Julio. It was I fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought for yeah, it was pretty decent. I still find an Uncle Julio's near you. <laughs> I still dream about this one appetizer they used to have that they stopped, which was barbecue chicken quesadillas, and it was on Monday. So it was only appetizer on Monday. It was like a Monday special, and my friends and I happened upon it in Dallas back in like 2012, and then we proceeded to go to Uncle Julio's like. Anytime we got together for happy hour, it was Monday at Uncle Julio's so we could get these barbecue chicken quesadillas. And then they took them off the menu. Oh, that's always the worst. Way oh, go. Speaking of losing Mexican food, let's take a moment of silence to the large uh, sweeping changes they're making to the Taco Bell menu. That uh, oh. Have you seen that? I've oh, seen I, people talking about it, but I haven't eaten at Taco Bell in a while. The beefy, so. the beefy Fritos burritos, gone. The quesarito, gone. Did you just look this up or you have this on your in your dome? It's in my dome. Those are on my menu. They've got the loaded baked potato, the, 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 the potato oh burrito with a little potato in it. All gone. I thought about when I heard about it, like getting in the car and just getting some, but I hadn't been drinking that much. I, I have to say, I'm, I'm not, uh, I was not super familiar with the Taco Bell menu. Um, Same. So I don't can't say I really noticed any of the changes. Clark, yes, however, I'm, I mean, that's one of Clark's favorite fast food restaurants. So he he has been very vocal about it, about the, the changes. Yeah. I debated, I didn't end up doing this, but there was a time, because I'm on that sandwich, I'm, a, I'm in a sandwich group on Facebook where course, we talk about. Of course And we have that are. wide definition of sandwiches that includes tacos and pizza and, and all that. And other things. And I was about, I almost did a, uh, like, a black and white, like, in memoriam. I will remember. <laughs> it's just black and white photos of the, of the, of the. Of the it, it, uh, was, it was like like a date items. of death kind of. On yes, there. it was all the same date. Yeah. Um, Tara, I know it's been a while since you've listened to a Craniacs episode or been on a Craniacs episode, but uh, do you have? Are you ready to rate this, this? I am. I was just thinking about what I would rate it because <laughs> I, I feel like I was caught off guard last time. I forgot. So are you Are you ready to rate it, Laurel? Do you have uh, any LOLs? I mean, I took a lot of notes on this, but I know we need to move along. I don't think any of the notes I have will are honestly will add anything really to this conversation because this has been a really good conversation. So. <laughs> Go for it, Tara. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to say, and I'm biased because I really like Woody, and I laughed a lot in this one. So I'm going to give it seven Seattle guidebooks. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this, you know, I'm going to, I would have probably given it four, but the ending really saved it for me. So I'm going to give it six Cure Royales that uh, Gil drinks Ooh, that's at karaoke. Too. Oh, yeah, I guess we didn't mention oh, anything about that, that Well, because that was going to be mine. It was going to be yeah. seven uh, Noel Gill duets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, at the end, that closer. Yes, yeah. that was a, that was a, a, a hearty laugh. Yes. And just them doing that. Oh, we also and I know did we... have a guest caller. Oh, who was oh, it? Um, yeah. We had Audrey who ripped her sister's dress and didn't want to fix it because her sister could no longer fit into it anyway. Um, it was Beverly D'Angelo. Who I believe oh, is Chevy Chase's wife in um, oh. the Christmas Vacation, yeah, and all the yeah. National Lampoon movies. Correct? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, I, it's I don't know her first name. It's something Griswold, obviously, but oh, yeah. I can't think. In off my the top mind, of my I just head, went, "Ooh, but... you said a last name. We better beep that out." But then I realized it's a fake person. It's a fictional so it character. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
do you want to listen we, to this? Are you, do you want to sit around for the rest of the episode? No, I'll to? probably bow out, but I did want to just mention one thing we didn't mention about karaoke that we both noticed. The way that Frasier was talking about how they were doing karaoke and they were all drinking, I assumed that like it was super late. And then he went and had dinner with Niles, which I guess maybe they went earlier in the night, but I just found that weird. That, I mean, that's you can true. cut this part out if you want, but I yeah. just found that interesting. I was like, oh, I figured it was super late, and then he went for supper with Niles. Um, important question. I don't think we've ever talked about this, which is odd. Um, are y'all karaoke people? Yes. I think we like it when it's the room. I like it when it's okay. the room. I also like, what is that place that's in Egos. the parking garage? Egos, isn't it Egos? Egos in Austin. That place I like a lot, although I've never been up there to karaoke because usually you have to wait like two hours. Oh, yeah. It's karaoke like seven days a week, all day, every day. Oh, um, maybe that's where Frasier went. <laughs> yeah, but... Frasier wouldn't be caught dead in Egos. Oh, probably not. But um, but no, I like the room because then like if you invite friends that like want to socialize, but it's not as much pressure to sing. Yeah. Oh, We, we went with I, a... I kind of feel like the room is a lot of pressure to sing because there's so few of you that it's like, why aren't you singing? It's not like you're in front of a bunch of strangers. Like, Oh, I see that. Yeah. I've got techniques where I always pick songs. I know everyone in the room knows. So yes. They'll sing along. Like I've got tricks like that. If I'm, we went with a group one we time. We haven't gone in a while. Well, I mean, even before. We went everything. with a group from work and there was a guy who used to work with us who is always super nice and i thought he was an extrovert and it turns out like outside of a very small group of friends he's very introverted mm. so we went there and, and very just, uncomfortable oh and he just sat there and like drank beers because he was like they're gonna ask me to sing they're gonna ask me to sing like looked like he was like on a mission like I like he was trying to level. prepare himself like if i have x and amount I, of beers i'll be and fine i think at singing. one point we just turned to look at him we're like because his name was ryan too we're like ryan you don't have to sing this is me talking about myself in the third <laughs> no. um but it's another there were three ryan's there and i was like ryan you don't you, if you don't want to you don't have to and he's kind of like Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I've but. only done private room karaoke like that, um, where it's like BYOB and everything for my friend's bachelorette party. And her sister is pretty reserved and like didn't know, like we were all like very close friends. Her sister, you know, was older than us and like didn't know any of us that well. And her sister, I think just seemed really uncomfortable that like, so she joined some group songs and stuff. and was like a good sport, but like was never the one who wanted to suggest songs. So in that case, I feel like small room karaoke is like you really got to know the group. But I do, I do get that if you're a little reserved, you might just want to do small room karaoke. I don't mind do singing the, in front of a bunch of strangers because I'm never going to see them again. So, Do you remember the time it was we went to Musette in Adams Morgan? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like you, me, Ryan, Justin, and, Nathan, and Nate. Yeah. And that was one of the best karaoke times because none of us, like, the for some reason, one? no one was, was uh, um, embarrassed. To, like, we were all like, hey, if we can't sing it, it's still funny. In the fact, best it was so one good, was some, yes, this guy, Wind Ryan. Beneath My Wings. And if you listen to it, she does this whole part that's like, fly, fly. fly yes, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's like that oh, no. whole thing. Our buddy, like, was a half a step under it the whole time, almost on perfect. He's like, fly. But the other thing that was funny. Fly. And we were like, yes, cackle laughing. Yeah, and the other thing that was funny is like, when you think of that song, you might not necessarily remember that that part's there, right? So it's like he picked that song and then was like, oh, I forgot that all of this is also a part of the song. Because it goes pretty high. Yeah, and it goes for a while. Yeah. Um, True. Shout out to his podcast, Homo Superior, where five gay guys talk about the X-Men. It has the best podcast name I've ever heard. Anyway. Um, that, Tara, do you want to? St- that's great. Do you want to? I think you might want to stay for just another few minutes. Okay. Because we've got an Uncle Gary email. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's right. laughs> 
sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Craniacs. Now that the podcast has gone viral, I think the hosts should share their favorite characters on Craniacs for the new listeners. Okay, we can do that in a minute. As for me, David Hyde Pierce plays Niles wonderfully. He manages to be a likable snob, and his physical comedy steals scenes regularly. However, Roz is my favorite. Yeah, wow. Roz Squad! Uh, <laughs> crass, mean, moody, and yet somehow still lovable. She plays Frazier's sidekick perfectly, often even more entertaining than the star of the show. By the way, Daph Moon is a disappointment to me compared to the other four main characters. Jan- Jane, is it Levy's? Leaves. Leaves. I always want to say Levy's. I don't know why. Levy's? Like Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Jane Leaves never quite captures being the unknowing crush of Niles and often comes across to me as leading him on rather than being unaware. Maybe that's just me. Love the podcast. I love how that Uncle Gary always feels the need to sign off with love the podcast. Like the day he doesn't do that, I'm going to be like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> what did we do? I'll find um, out the next family gathering. <laughs> I'm hashtag Roz Squad. We all know that. Uh, Laurel, who is... And you're you're the Niles... Oh, I'm, I'm team, team Niles. Team Niles, yeah. Just, I was trying to think of something that rhymed with Niles. Tara. Smiles. Don't put I mean. me on the spot. Oh my gosh, I hate being <laughs> Tara hates spot. being asked what her favorite something is. Because I don't is. like narrowing it down. Um, I had to tell her what her favorite movie is once. Do you remember that? Yes. She's like, I don't know what my favorite movie is. I don't know that like, I could pinpoint my, my favorite Vinny. movie. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I, oh I, I actually, I even know that, Tara. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that it. now, but um, I'm going to... You can pick a few. I love Martin, too. I do yeah. like Niles a lot. I'm liking Niles the longer the show's gone on. I yes. love I love all his quirks. I love everything about Niles. Frasier is, I think, at times, and especially in a lot of the unemployment episodes, and well, no, it was last season, was not season this five season. Was bad. I like Frasier was five. my least favorite character in Frasier, um, yeah. but yeah, I like Martin a lot, and I, I'm gonna disagree with Uncle Gary. I'm so sorry, Uncle Gary. I do like Daphne a lot. I would agree with him that I do think at times, at this point in the show, she does still seem a little too naive about Niles. I think there have been some hints that maybe she doesn't know exactly what's going on, but I feel like she should be a little bit more aware than she is. But I still like her as a character. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. I still think to myself that we are early on in Fraser's run, but then I have to remind myself that we're in season six. It's been six, six seasons yeah. of like yeah. Daphne having like Of that no back clue. and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I do still find Daphne very endearing. And she has some okay. of my favorite little just uh, little moments, especially in this episode when she gets wine drunk and starts yes. singing. And she's like, Ooh, oh, my God. Ooh, and starts singing. Ooh. Is it I Feel Pretty? No, it's it's no, something what, like. No, what one is it? Like, I, don't, I don't know. What's, it I is I Feel Pretty. It's what the little girl in the mirror there. What? Oh, where, yeah, yeah, that's oh. right. That's, that's how I feel pretty. I feel pretty. And then Only I think she might I, I sing something else. I think she, like, sing songs herself to bed, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a... Wait, you didn't watch that episode. No. No, she sings that we're confusing episode. She sings I feel pretty, but she's drinking oh, wine right, with them episode. at yes, karaoke. I'm thinking it was the next one. And I was yeah, like, no, oh, it's, it's the it's, next one? No, 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 you're no, right, no, you're right. No, oh, it's, okay, it's this okay. one. I'm wrong. It's this one. Guess yeah. what? I'm wrong again, guys. No, I I was like, It'll maybe she again. got drunk in two episodes in a row. I don't know. I haven't seen the next episode, but. It was, yeah, it was this one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, that whole scene was a little too, a little weird for me, but we'll continue. That, the whole, like, because because it's Niles being like, drink some more. And, I know. Um, yeah. And Martin making a comment about, like, 
on her like an octopus. Yeah. You, you oh, yeah. Well, he made that comment. And I was like, <laughs> as much as I like Martin, yeah, I was like, huh. I, right. I, to but, quote the West Wing movie, I bumped on both of those things. When Martin was like, yes. I was on her like an octopus. And then when Niles was like, let's just kill this bottle. I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> enough. Um, Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you for you're having You're welcome me. to hang around if you just want to hear like copy. I've got painting to do. Okay. Otherwise, I would. we got to go on our beer tour. Which yes. So, Laurel, it was good to see you. And yes. I'm sure Ryan has plugged our podcast, but I will see you on it tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yes, he has. But uh, I look forward to talking about um, one of my favorite movies. So. Yes. All right. Favorite movies? I, I, yeah, not you even did... Disney movies? Oh, Disney movies. I would say Disney oh, okay. movies. Yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. No, it's, it's not in the top 15, but... Bye, Tara! So you want to move on to the second one? Yes, the second one is uh, Season 6, Episode 14, Three Valentines. Holy moly. First off, guys, this is rated a 9 on IMDb. Yes, three I should different say, this is often in the top 10 of Frasier episodes. Uh, three different stories following Frasier, Daphne, Niles, and Martin on Valentine's Day. Um, I would say that so far, one of the best... Niles scenes, if not the best comedic scene in Frasier so far, happens in that first story. I uh, so th- that that vignette is why it's usually considered one of the yes. best Frasier. I wrote down this is a masterclass in now. Comedy. I've <laughs> I've actually seen this vignette. Oh, previous to this episode, I don't know if it was just something that popped up. Um, I was guys. It's essentially a bit where Niles is waiting for a date, and then it's a series of mishaps. Just calamity. To it. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it. You need to see it because it's pantomime. There's it, very few lines yes. here. The only dialogue is at the very beginning when Niles is on the phone telling the wine store they delivered the wrong bottle of champagne to him. And then the rest is the only vocalization is David Hyde Pierce's occasional, like, oh, oh, mm, ah, little, like. Yes. I, I I also, like, you know, we talk about Tara and I will watch uh, Christmas episodes of shows. As they happen, like, I don't, we don't typically have Valentine's Day stuff we watch, but this is going to go right in there. It's a good Valentine's Day episode. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 a, it's a great episode for anybody who hasn't watched Fraser to hop in and kind of get a good idea. Every character gets like a little time in the spotlight. Like even, even Roz who, boy, I could watch that scene of Roz putting on lipstick over on a loop. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't, I was just like, and it was like nine different, I was just like, there was a point where I go. Is, is that all stuff you put on your lips? Like, this is like, it feels like we're now reaching comedy. About yeah. Different uh, things w- w- one on. thing we didn't cover from the last episode that I did want to talk about super quickly, we can go back, is that Roz and, no- and Noel share a table at Nervosa when there's no other space, and he assumes he starts to act like they're a couple. I was like, this is what would happen if Ryan met Roz. <laughs> they would, like, oh. I don't know, both order a drink, a bar at the same time, and Ryan would be like, we're together now. Well, I have a story like that. Um, so, first off, I think we've talked about how I get very, very nervous meeting. Meeting, uh, famous people, right? Uh, yes, and that you, to the point that you don't want to meet them, right? I don't want to meet them. I, 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 I like have a plan thing I always say where I just want to go like, hi, I don't want to picture anything. I just want to tell you I think you're great and I want to walk hmm. away. Like, that's all I want to do. I, I like... The point of meeting a celebrity is for me to remember, oh my God, I met, I met that celebrity one time and for the, me to say like, you're great, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want anything. I don't want anything from it. I, I don't do any of those. I, you know, I like going to conventions and stuff like that where a lot of people are like, oh, I pay money and I take pictures with John Luke Picard. I'm like, no, I don't do that. Um, but I did one time when I was in California. When I when I was in high school, once I got really sick for a couple days, and the only thing that was on during the day was like a. Do you remember S Club Seven? Wait, you've told this story before. Oh yeah, where I sat next to that woman. Yes. So yes. that's I think what would happen if for some reason I sat, I ended up at a table in 
uh, Perry Gilpin sat down. Okay, and so like, ha, 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 ha. I should say I meant more like if Ryan met Roz, not if you met Perry Gilpin. Oh, like I'm I, more more like y- you would be. You would take just a very innocuous platonic interaction and be like, "We are in love," and. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think I might have done that because I also, if we want to talk a little bit about something similar, I had a whole lot of thoughts on the second vignette in this three, this Valentine's because I was like, it got to the point of parody where I go, this isn't a person, this is a sociopath. Like this woman he was with, like, I'm like, what is happening? Let's not jump ahead. Let's let's go back to Niles for a second. Um, Yeah, so this is... Like, like I, I don't, I, I really want to know people who go to like acting classes and like Juilliard and stuff. If this is ever used in class, if it's ever like, let's talk about physical comedy and timing and how you can make a scene hilarious without saying a word. But, oh, I don't know if they use this scene, but yeah, yes, that's definitely stuff they, they deal with. And I think he does it masterfully. And I think that's why, you, you, you know, D- David, Hyde Pierce. For some reason lately, I've been wanting to call him David Allen Greer, which is a completely different actor. He's a different um, person, yes. <laughs> um, I, I think that's the reason David Hyde Pierce has seen, you know, an extension of this celebrity into the theater, into the theater, and and all that sort of thing. I think that's that's why he's he's not just oh look it's Niles and he shows up at conventions and signs things as Niles. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a respected and 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 well-known and, 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 and talented actor. Yes. I mean, um, I saw him not, not to be like the two times I've seen him in style on stage, but speaking, <laughs> speaking of stories we've told on this podcast, <laughs> no, I was, ju- I was going to talk about his performance in hello Dolly, which is so physically, um, clever and nuanced. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, I mean, which I think is what he brings to it. Right. Because it's, it's Walter Matthau's part from the movie. Correct. Is he oh, the one I that ends up marrying Dolly? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I've never seen the movie, so... So it's it's Walter Matthau in the movie, and I, I would say he does a good job, but he's not a physical presence. Mm. So I think it's something that... Uh, that's something that's in... It's not just something he can do. It's something that he excels at and is his almost trademark. Mm-hmm. I, I He did... when I, when I My first thought of him on the stage is, is he was, I believe, Lancelot in Spamalot. Um, uh, yeah, he was. Are he? I don't. Honestly, I don't remember what character he played, but he was in Spam a lot. And I think I saw maybe it was maybe it was Sir Robin, whoever he was. I remember legitimately like watching, like like I was interested in Spam a lot because I like Monty Python and then Tim Curry. But then I like found myself like my my gaze was was distracted to any YouTube videos or whatever I found with David Hyde Pierce. Mm-hmm. because I think he brings such a physical presence. And he and this this scene is if you know, I don't know if he got did he get um uh nominated for this season? You know you what? Know? Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure he got nominated. But yeah. let's see um You you look on that cuz I have another mm-hmm. two things I want to bring up about the scene cuz David Hyde Pierce is great. David Hyde Pierce is obviously star. Let's talk about how Eddie sat there during that whole thing. And, and I just sitting there, like there was a fire. That's the other thing I want to talk about. Oh, he yes. was in the, in the scene, which is presumably filmed before a live studio audience with fire. If they F that up, they had to do that. They had to bring out a new sofa, uh-huh. which is connected to like, which is all hooked up for a fire. Like that's a big deal. They talked a little bit about it on office ladies about like, yes, I wrote that down. I wrote down yeah. fire. They definitely had a safety meeting. Yes. <laughs> so we and this on, was a big safety meeting. We learn on office ladies that 
anytime there's going to be any sort of stunt or open flame, they have to have a whole safety meeting at how in the office it was ridiculous because it would be like, oh, we're going to have a birthday cake with live candles. We have to have a safety meeting where yes. we talk about fire. I was like, imagine the safety meeting for this episode. Yes, it was a it was a large fire on a couch in a closed studio. Yes. Yes. It's insane. I, I know. With, with an audience, presumably, or maybe they didn't have them. I don't know. Whatever they did, it was impressive. And Hibbs, just on the technical side, on the animal handling side, on, on the acting side, this is a beautiful scene. And it's something that if everyone should see. I'll probably post it on the Craniacs thing just to watch this. I mean, if you're, if you're not watching this on YouTube, why are you following this? I, I'm also, why, why? I'm also happy to report that David Hyde Pierce won outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series at the Emmys for this season. And one of the episodes he submitted for consideration is this episode. Absolutely. There's, there's no, no doubt. Like before you even said, that, I know we looked it up, but I was like, they, this had to have been what they showed. Yeah. And of course Insane. he won. So, you know, um, yeah, it's, I just, I can't, I, I could watch this vignette like three times a week. Just, do you yeah. want to, do you want to talk about the other two vignettes? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I liked the second one. It's, it's Frazier's can't tell if he's on a business date or a, a business date with a very flirty, uh, coworker or if it's, it's actually a date mm-hmm. and he keeps calling Roz. And again, we see that the 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 other wonderful scene where we basically see the progression of like Roz's night. <laughs> yes, and she is sending sick like it is insane the amount it, of like she kisses him on the mouth and calls him sexy and then does the same thing to the maitre d. The mixed signals that this woman was sending like was yeah Fraser was sociopathic. I don't think sociopathic. I think oblivious, perhaps. There's no way you could be this you could be this old and have this be the first time that someone's pointing out that you're all over the map with your like and that's the thing it was this whole thing of like kind of gaslighting Frazier and this whole mm-hmm. idea like like the story was gaslighting Frazier and he was just like am I insane what's going on and even Roz was like come on man what do you want uh what was it uh, runway lights on the bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was just like I don't know and I I don't know I just I wrote consent is very important and I very much appreciate that that Frazier is trying to make 100% sure that he has consent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I also wrote down, um, well, first thing I wrote was work dinner on Valentine's Day, question mark. So I was in New York once mm, for yeah, work. Yeah. Valentine's Day was on a Tuesday. I was in New York for work. I had a meeting there the next day and... I had like happy hour with one of my girlfriends who lives there. And then I was supposed to, my coworker who I was in a meeting with was like, let's just grab dinner. Like after my flight gets in. And I was like, sure. I should say he was 30 years older than me. Uh, well, 25 years older than me. And I, it probably occurred to me after happy hour with my friend, I was like, Oh, this is Valentine's day. And then almost immediately he called me. I was like, Hey, I'm really tired. I think I'm just going to order room service. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. I mean, he's married. Like, there was no, there was no impropriety right, right, right. whatsoever. But I was just like, just how weird this must look. I was about to say, I would love it if he called you flat. I was like, look, I just wanted something. Like, if he was, like, explaining the, 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 like, I just realized what day it is. I want you to know we're just getting dinner. This isn't anything weird. Yes. Like, if you don't want to go, whatever. Um, I, Tara and I, when we were, uh, like, we met online and we were emailing back and forth and. It, it came to like, we had been talking and it was like, things were going well online. And it was like this Friday, this Friday would be the natural place and time for us to go out on our first date. And it was Valentine's day. And so 
Tara a while back printed out all of our like back and forth emails and both of us were like very like okay I'll email her once and then she'll email me the next day and blah 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 and there is a huge gap in us talking to each other on Valentine's Day we were both like and I'm like we're both like what why didn't we talk on Valentine's Day why didn't we go out we definitely should have gone out that weekend it was like leading to that and and we were both like I didn't want to seem like super desperate like Will you go out with me on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Well, and also, yeah. like, is Valentine's Day a big holiday to y'all? We have a tradition where we we don't we'll go out to eat like the weekend before mm-hmm. or sometime around to avoid the crowd, just to go out and have mm-hmm. a, a nice a nice dinner. Not a super nice dinner, but you know. And then on the day of Valentine's, we always go and order a heart shaped pizza somewhere because some place will do a heart shaped pizza yes. and watch a, watch some sappy movie. But that's it. That's our yeah. Thing. I uh, so I have a few friends who whose birthdays are right around Valentine's Day. It's like the twelfth or the sixteenth or the fifteenth and stuff. And so my, my strongest memories of Valentine's Day is them being really annoyed that they cannot have a birthday dinner anywhere with all yes. of us. We can't. They just also that they can't plan even a party for that weekend because they're like other people have Valentine's plans. As as someone whose birthday is near Halloween, and every like a few years, I get like you know some new friends kind of wander into my life, and they're like, Ryan, I have the best idea for your birthday party. What if we had a cost? <laughs> party i'm like oh wow a costume party for my birthday no one's ever thought of that before you know it's like yeah i, I understand being born any near any major holiday yeah like, like leah's birthday's at the beginning of november and she would get a lot of that too of like let's have a halloween party and she's yeah. like everyone's having a halloween party like i'm not gonna um anyway my experience of valentine's day is kind of all over the board i've been in like whenever i've been in like a relationship around valentine's day honestly at that point i feel like it feels very forced like mm. the, you know, like if you're, if you're in like, you know, a, a solid relationship and everything, I feel like Valentine's Day ends up just feeling, I don't know, very, very manufactured. Uh, but then also I've been in like newer relationships on Valentine's Day where like the guy kind of goes all out. I was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. So I think for me, it depends on what stage of a relationship I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's funny you were talking about almost accidentally going on like... <laughs> A Valentine's date with a married man <laughs> like because I feel like that's our third vignette <laughs> yes yes um yeah I heard so this co-worker of mine we went out to dinner once in Jacksonville Florida when we were both there for a meeting and I was like not wearing any makeup I just worked out at the gym we went to Capitol Grill I was like oh wear- man I remember Capitol Grill <laughs> I was wearing like I, I don't know. I think I was wearing like a chambray shirt and like a super casual skirt. I was like wearing whatever I'd flown in on, just thrown on after the gym and everything. And I remember like, I didn't even bring my purse because I was like, whatever, like John's paying. Um, <laughs> and I remember at one point looking around Capital Girl and being like, I bet people are wondering if I am his daughter or if I am his much younger girlfriend or like what? Anyway. I... So I'm very much. It was very much Daphne and Martin, where people could have been like, "Your father is right." Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's just go. We, I feel like we've covered like these are all pretty simple premises that like you need mm-hmm. to watch to really get the comedy of this. Last one is Daphne and, and Martin go out on a a, a date together. Yeah, and, you know, it's dinner. a friendly date. Yeah, and they have dinner on Valentine's Day. They even bring it up like, "Oh, that's nice that we can do this." And there was part of me. There's they start joking where it's like. Someone brings up, she's like, I don't have a husband. <laughs> and then he has to like um, uh, compliment her and she wants to hear it. And then she does the same to him. And he like the joke is he's also like, well, what do you like about me? I do that sh- to Tara all the time. I'm awful about it. I need validation at all times. But sometimes I'm like, 
I love you. I love you too. What do you love about me? <laughs> well, I, she's I, like, I also, well, it's not that you always ask that question. Uh, I also, it's, I feel like now I feel like I'm going to get very like deep about relationships here. I feel like that's important. It leads to like the love languages. I'm like if words of affirmation mm-hmm. is one of your love languages, it's like people need to recognize that. And I think, yeah. But th- there's I, a difference I, between words of affirmation and fishing for compliments. Well, I, I think it's better that I ask her and we discuss it other than me just like feeling, uh, what, I don't know what the word is, but being upset with her cause she didn't say it. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. There's a, there's a balance. And there's, and I flat out sometimes I just like, I don't, sometimes I go, I don't need you to mean this, but I need you to say something nice. about. <laughs> like it's, I just say things like that where I'm just like, I need this right now. And she's like, well, and I'm like, Oh, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Um, I, I also, this one, I, I we started kind of steering in this direction where they're talking about each other and how they feel about each other, mm-hmm. Daphne and Martin. And there was a part in my brain where I'm like, I would be so into this if the next big step in this show is Martin and Daphne start, get together. And then it's like how Niles deals with it. And like, I was like, I'm into this. I, I could can't be believe this. you are into that. Like, I, I l- listeners, it. listeners, you can't see me, but I have my my hands over my eyes because I I can't even I deal would, with that. If if I'm not saying they just suddenly do it, but if they started steering it towards that, and then this that became like that almost Modern Family esque. It makes me slightly nauseous just because I. <laughs> And like they are so not in that, in they're in such different zones for me. Also, I thought I was annoyed with Martin when he was un- upset that somebody called him Daphne's father. I was like, Daphne is younger than both of your children. Yeah. yeah so yeah, of course you are old enough to be her father. Probably in real life, they're more closer in age, the father and daughter, than the characters. Because isn't Martin supposed to be like ten years older than he is? Yeah. Let's see. Let me see, John Mahoney. I I just think years. I'm just saying there's a whole ripe. If I was in the writers' room, I would have pitched that idea. <laughs> we have. Oh, I'm Daphne sure. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Um, you know, pitched at some point. It, so, it may be oh, like okay. when Joey and Rachel started dating. So yes. Um. So he is 21 years older than John Mahoney's 21 years older than Jane Lee. Yeah. So I I mean, plausible that he is. At 21, he could have had a kid. So. Oh, absolutely. He'd be. He's a young father, but still. Yeah. Um, also, Jane um, Lee and I are the same height. She's tall. <laughs> just, just. Um, so, is there anything you particularly want to bring up about these three? We're kind of getting close on time. Um, I, I mean, other than that, I, I just I think that another thing that's great about the setup of this episode or the format of it is that um, every story is it's very concise. There's beats, mm-hmm. there's beats, and then it ends and yes. we're on to the next one. You don't ever get sick of anything. Um, the Frasier, uh, Cassandra storyline teetered on almost being too long, and then it ends. Yes. And it ends yes. hilariously with her just snoring. So, it's, got a, it's got such a good button. Yes, and, 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 and him calling Ross. Um, <laughs> on, so. I think on the hotel phone. It sounded like he picked up the hotel phone. Um, so, and then uh, the Daphne Martin was probably my least favorite, but it doesn't mean I didn't like it. It's just, mm. yeah, um, so... I think this is a good thing to watch in Valentine's Day. I think it's a good one episode to pick up. I think it's a good, like, for a newbie, I, this would be one I'd recommend. I really liked it. What was uh, what was your rating? Or did you have any LOLs? Um, uh, well, I mean, I like you, I know, you know how much I loved the, uh, the, the Niles one, but there's absolutely no dialogue in it. So I, I did make a note of how did Niles get through med school if the sight of blood makes him, like, pass out. <laughs> oh, my God. Not even – but it was such a good bit. And, uh, again, going to that him – 
like the way he leads you through every joke that's going to come, like the part where he's reading, the, he's trying to read the back of the turpentine or whatever, mm-hmm. and he brings the candle close, goes, oh, and then pushes it <laughs> yes. away. Like that's like that's for anyone in the audience who didn't realize that was a flammable subject. You now understand. Like yes. everything he did was so good. Like he went and smelled everything in the kitchen. He was like, huh? Like he took his time with things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was so good. And the um, way his face registers that everything he's smelling in the kitchen is not what's burning, yes. you know? Um, so you, 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 you're following, yes, you're following his train of thought. Also, I'd say that the turpentine canister is like Chekhov's gun. It's like as soon as you yes. realize it's flammable, it's like, well, that's going to catch on fire. Um, yes. Uh, so, but I, I, and another thing, I did say that Eddie is the real hero because Eddie like licked him awake. Eddie yes. barked to let him know things were burning. I was like, Eddie is saving his life. Um, um I do have one thing I wanted to mention. I forgot to write it down. Uh, there's a part where Roz says, they talk about someone she said knew the cricket. I can't remember why Fraser thought he was in the cricket. Uh, because the he, drone, he droned he, on incessantly about something. Yes. Yeah. And it's because he kept rubbing his hands together during sex. I don't want to get too crude, but I feel like hands are a fairly necessary part of the process. Maybe I'm, 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 like this isn't oh, oh, okay what 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 I'm is just this watching like this is great. like i don't know what to like i sat there i was like what does that mean like everyone in the audience laughed and i'm like i think that just you said sex so everyone went haha that's funny yes i'm like what is you're, he doing like, yeah you're like, like but Ugh. i have questions about the like logistics <laughs> yes. of this yes exactly like maybe i'm not very good at it but i feel like i have to hold on to something like i don't just like i can't, i don't do a hands-free situation also and, this this is where the scientist to me got confused because don't crickets rub their legs together which don't even get me started on how that would work uh, well i, I, I feel just, like, I was actually just i feel like that would be better like yes that's what i was thinking i could understand yeah. rubbing legs together i don't know like here's the thing that's really going to bother me and possibly you laurel and possibly all our listeners out here is the next time you guys are in in flagrante. Yes, I was hoping you would say in flagrante. <laughs> you'll be sitting there and all of a sudden you'll be like in the middle of the moment and you go, I wonder how this would work with my heads are rubbing together. And your poor <laughs> partner is going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, all right. Do you got a rating for this one? Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to give this one nine canisters of turpentine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to give I, it eight. I thought, see, I thought about eight, but you know what? Just go, go with, go with how you feel. Yeah. I'm going to go with eight uh, coat check ladies. <laughs> I like Martin's little obsession with the coat yes. check lady where he like pulled Daphne's coat away from her. I, I did totally bump on the fact in Frazier's vignette that he did not take Cassandra's coat to the coat check. And when the, when the, that uh, was funny. Yes, the violinist, was. you know, dinged him on it. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor yeah. violinist. Also, guys, I don't know about you. Growing up in Texas, I never understood all of these coat checks that people would talk about because they're not a thing here. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I moved to D.C. and went to New York a lot. And everywhere you go, there's a coat check. And you are so grateful for that coat check. <laughs> I remember when I lived in Champaign, there was a bar we went to a lot. And they had an excessive amount of, of hangers. Yes. Like, just, like, drilled into the bar and under the bar. And I... I'll, like anytime, like in in the in that month and a half where you need a jacket in, in Texas, I'm always like, where are the hangers? Uh, guys, if you have uh, comments about you know coat checks or Mexican restaurants, or you enjoy, friends, old friends visiting, and then you realize it might have been a mistake after 24 hours with them. Yeah, this is. There are ways for you to talk to us. Uh, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. We are at Craniacs on Twitter. 
Uh, search for Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Uh, join the group and uh, give us a review on Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, any place else. Might be on Google Podcasts. I need to double check that. Um, but, guys, if you're listening to us right now, you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, give us a five star review on any of those platforms, the highest review you can. If you want to give us a four star lower pla- uh, review, Laurel, I always want, lately I've been wanting to say a four star or Laurel review. <laughs> Which is kind of fun. Um, but if you want to give us one of those, uh, Laurel has a better uh, way to spend your time. I actually have a better way to spend your time. Is there any way I could hop in? Go for it. I'm sorry. Uh, Tara and I today have created a, a three-hour journey we will be going on to go around to a bunch of um, local breweries here in Texas and picking up beer. Uh, I know in Texas, I, I think we have some listeners in Texas, there's an issue going on where they, they think that uh, uh, t- the Texas Craft Beer Association or League or something like that has done a study and two out of three br- uh, local breweries have thought that they might go out of business uh, by the end of the year when this whole co- before this whole COVID thing is over. Um, and if you're like me, I-, I really appreciate the art of like distilling, brewing, making cider, any of those things. And those guys, I think, are, are, are what keep us from having uh, – keep us from just going – keep us from doing what they do in Fraser, where they go up to a bar and they just say, bartender, barkeep, a beer, please. And if that's the kind of world you want to live in, well, then don't do anything. But if you want to live in a world where the barkeep says, what kind of beer? We have so many beers, Mr. Fraser. You can't just say a beer and I know what you want. Think about maybe uh, going out and doing some beer to go this weekend or finding some way to support one of those smaller local uh, craft beer uh, breweries. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. That's one of the things we're doing as soon as I hang up this call with you, Laurel. It's a three-hour journey. Thanks for the invitation. How are you going to um, fit in the car? Well, wait, wait. No, we're going to keep on this. What would we do? Just meet at every place and be like, we got it. Goodbye. Carpool. I mean, like I could follow you in my car. I could have Leo with me. It could be a nice drive. I mean, I could we, give you. We could we could enjoy beers socially distanced from each other. Like I have a picnic blanket in the back of my car. I have a lot of masks. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Laurel. I, last time I laid eyes on y'all was I think uh, I was gonna say Tara's birthday, but I think it was when y'all came to lunch with my parents. So you know, it's just that might have been it. Yeah. It's been a while. Oh, no, no, wait. We all saw Emma together. And that was right before quarantine started. Was that? I couldn't remember what that was. I know it was after. because I had to look up my Alamo thing to see what the last movie I saw in the theater was. And it was Emma. Oh, were you doing one of those things on Facebook where it was like, what's the first, first movie day. you saw in the last movie you my, saw? Mine was Peter Pan Emma. <laughs> mine might have been Emma, too. It might be Return of the Jedi Emma. No, I, well, here's the funny thing. The last thing I saw in theaters was Return of the Jedi. I've got a palindrome. <laughs> Ah. Because we went and saw it at the at the drive-in. That's crazy. I, I, I mean, a palindrome would be Jedi the of return. <laughs> Did you know that booby trap spelled backwards is party boob? Anyway, thanks guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. I'm Ryan. I'm the long-suffering Laurel. <laughs> and, and we're listening. Bye, y'all. Bye.